So, um, we finished talking about the 12 links and the Four Noble Truths so that we can generate a very strong determination to be free from cyclic existence and all of its undesirable experiences. So if you look on the outline, so we're, we're moving on to another major point, okay? So we've been, up until here, we've been thinking about the causes of suffering and how they keep us in samsara. And now we're moving on to becoming convinced of the nature of the path to liberation. So here we're concentrating more on the latter two noble truths, true cessation and true path. True cessation is the elimination of true sufferings and true causes. In other words, elimination of having to take rebirth again and again in a, in a dilute, in a contaminated body and mind under the influence of disturbing attitudes and karma. Okay? So cessation is the stoppage of that, the lack of that, the absence of that, the extinguishment of all that hassle. Okay? And then the fourth noble truth, the true path, is the way to get there. Yeah? What things we need to develop in our mind in order to transform our mind into the true cessation. Okay, so the first point under that is the kind of body. Um, actually, before I go into that, let me just talk a little bit about the difference between liberation and enlightenment and what we have to remove to attain each one of them. Because this information, it'll, you know, it sounds technical, but if you remember it, it'll remove a lot of confusion when later these terms and concepts come up when you hear teachings from His Holiness or other lamas. Okay? So there's two levels of obscuration. One are called the deluded obscurations. And the second is called the obscurations to all-knowing. Okay? We have both of them. Okay? Complete set. Yeah, all members complete. Um, <laughs> except for all the realized beings here. Um, <laughs> obstacles, to, diluted obstacles, and then obstacles to all-knowing. This is sometimes called obstacles to omniscience. Okay? Um, the first level of obstacles, the diluted ones, that those are all the disturbing attitudes the ignorance, anger, attachment, and all those other ones. Remember, we went through the six root and the 20 auxiliary. All those. And all the karma that makes us take rebirth in cyclic existence. So all that contaminated karma. So those two together are the deluded obscurations. And when we realize emptiness, okay, on the basis of the determination to free ourselves from cyclic existence, we realize emptiness, then through repeated meditation on emptiness, we remove that level of obscurations, the deluded obscurations, and we become what is called an arhat, or it's translated in English, faux destroyer. It's called faux destroyer because that kind of being has destroyed the foe of all the suffering or undesirable experiences and their causes. So, on the three levels of being, 
Okay, we're on the middle level now. So, first level was to, to get a good rebirth. Prepare for that. The motivation of the second level was to attain liberation. Okay, so this is liberation. This is what that level person is is wanting to attain. And when you've removed all the undesirable experiences and their causes and become an arhat, then you stay in nirvana. Okay? Nirvana is just this completely blissful state where you're just meditating on reality all the time. And you don't have your whole berserky mind because it's, it's, it's completely all the berserkiness about your mind has been eliminated because you've realized how things exist. So you've eliminated all those disturbing attitudes, all that, all that contaminated karma that makes you take rebirth within the 12 links. Okay? That's liberation or our hardship. That's removing the first level of obscurations, the deluded level. Okay? The second level of obscurations are the obscurations to all knowing. And these are the residual stains of the diluted obscurations. Okay? So it's like the diluted obscurations are the onions in the pot. You take out the onions and the pot still stinks. Okay? The onions aren't in there anymore, but you have the residual smell. Okay, the onions are like the diluted obscurations. Even they're purified or cleansed from the mind stream. You still have these obscurations to all knowing. It's a subtle stain or veil on the mind that is like the imprint of the disturbing attitudes. Kind of, it's the disturbing attitudes are all eliminated, but you know, there's some kind of something veil or stain, something, you know, there. And that produces a dual appearance so that when you're not in meditation, you don't have direct perception of reality. You're still seeing things as, you know, they appear inherently existent even though you don't grasp at them as inherently existent anymore. Yeah? Why are there residual stains? Because since beginningless time, we have had the things have appeared to us to be solid and concrete and existing in and of themselves. And in addition to that appearance, we grasp at, the, at that as true. So when you remove the diluted obscurations, you're taking away the grasping at it as true, but your mind's so habituated with them appearing as truly existent that that appearance still comes when you're not in meditation on emptiness. So you need to meditate on emptiness even more to purify that level of obscuration. Okay? Now, the motivation you need to purify that level of obscuration has to be the bodhicitta, the altruistic intention. No other motivation is going to push you to remove also the obscurations to all-knowing. Because if you don't have the bodhicitta, and if you're basically doing the spiritual practice so that you can free yourself from cyclic existence, once you free yourself and you become an arhat, you've accomplished what you've wanted to do and you're going to hang out in that blissful nirvana. Okay? And you still have the obscurations to all-knowing, but they don't, really bother you so much because you're just meditating on emptiness and 
you're out of cyclic existence, which is what you wanted, so you don't have any more suffering. So there's no particular motivation to go on and remove the subtle stains from the mind. So the motivation that makes you go on and purify the mind completely is the bodhicitta motivation. Okay? And so how is that? Well, the thing about bodhicitta is that we cherish others even more than we cherish ourselves, or at least as much as we cherish ourselves. We want them to be free of cyclic existence. There's no way we can possibly free them as long as we have the subtle stains on our mind, these, these stains, uh, the obscurations of all-knowing. Because as long as we have the obscurations of all-knowing, our clairvoyance is incomplete. You know, we can't have complete, we can't really know everybody's karma very well. If you don't know people's karma, real well, then you can't teach them exactly according to what they need to hear at the time they need to hear it. Yeah? And so, it's real important, you know, to purify the mind completely so that the compassion is there to really stick by everybody when you're trying to help them, and the wisdom is there so that you can completely know where they're at, and then also where your skills really develop so you know what to do to help them. So in order to have those three things, the compassion, wisdom, and skill completely developed, then we need to remove the the, uh, obscurations to all-knowing. And so that we do with the motivation of bodhicitta. And when we do that, we've attained what's called, you know, full enlightenment or Buddhahood. Okay? So this is... You know, I'm giving you lots of terminology here, but if you can remember it, it it makes a lot of things clear later on when you, you know, you see different (coughs) levels of practice, different levels of motivation, different levels of, you know, aspiration, different levels of achievement. Okay? So right here, when we're talking about being becoming convinced of the nature of the path to liberation, we're talking about, you know, the path to remove the deluded obscurations, that first level. Yeah? Okay. So, within that, um, oh, and also, His Holiness said, don't think liberation is someplace far away. Okay? So, don't think like liberation is, you know, how am I ever going to get there, you know? The, the train's late. Um, But to remember that liberation or nirvana is a state of mind. It's a state of mind. So as soon as we just recognize emptiness, realize the way things exist, and use that realization to purify our mind, then liberation is right here. Okay. So... The first point under that was the kind of body with which we can break out of cyclic existence. So, you know, we've just gotten done looking at all these different kind of life forms there are. Now, what kind is the best kind to break out of this cycle of existence? Okay. It's the precious human life. Okay. So, we got it, folks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you want 
the thing with the best capacity for being able to free yourself of all, you know, I mean, when you think of cyclic existence, all the infinite number of beings, I mean, this universe is enormous, infinite number of beings, and you think of all the animals and the insects and the fish and the, you know, all these other beings in all these different places, you know, and that all of them wanting lasting happiness, but it's very difficult in many life forms to have the tools that you need to, to purify your mind. And so that rebirth that gives you all those tools, that gives you that capacity, is the precious human life, which is what we have right now. Okay, so on the basis of a human body, with our human intelligence, born in a place where the Buddha's teeth, where the Buddha has descended and the teachings exist and the lineages are pure and you have access to teachings and to teachers and pure lineages and where you have the material wherewithal and the, the religious freedom and the health and the sanity and everything else you need. To, to really practice in the easiest and most effective way, you know, it's really like we hit the jackpot. You know, you can't think of anything better. And so I think this is really, really important for us to remember because we tend in our life to pick out, you know, the one thing that didn't go well today and meditate on that. Yeah, and get really hooked into that and forget, you know, really how fortunate we are just to have this life that we do have, the capabilities that we do have. Okay. It's real important to remember that.